1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. This Bob and Brian On Demand is brought to you by Marcus Theaters. In a relationship, never underestimate the power of date night, especially when it means sharing a movie at Marcus Theaters. Get tickets now at MarcusTheaters.com. Yeah, usually things on this show are just, well, it's, you think to yourself, well, let's see how horribly this goes now. But th- this is one segment that I look at, I go, well, this will be all right. It's Gary Graff, our music <laughs> expert. Good morning, Gary. How are you? Boy, there's a challenge. Oh, we just asked the questions. We rely totally on you in this bit. Exactly. Throwing down the gauntlet, you know. Hey, earlier this week, just out of sheer curiosity, I watched uh, Stop Making Sense. Oh, yeah. Talking Heads. And man, that was, that's a, that was, I loved it more now than I did when it came out 39 years ago. I thought it was brilliant. Oh, yeah. I just think it's great. Amazing film. It was an amazing tour to see. I saw it live in Detroit. You know, before that, before they made the film, but that was that was one that still ranks in my top five all time. And now they're re-releasing it to theaters, right? Right. Yeah, they're going to put it out. It's an anniversary of some sort for the movie, and they're they're going to put it back out. You know, in in whatever 4K or whatever the latest technology is. So I'll I'll go see it again. I think I probably passed on that tour when it was around because I just wasn't that big a fan. Yeah. Which I now, now like so many. So many other parts of my life, Gary, <laughs> I have like serious regret about not going to see the Talking Heads because they well, were. There is, yeah, there is a tour going around. It's uh, Jerry Harrison, the keyboard player, and Adrian Ballou are running around playing, playing uh, Talking Heads songs. Which it's not quite the Stop Making Sense show, but you know it's still a chance to hear the good music. Ah, uh, boy, I'll probably regret this one in 30 years, too. I'm probably not going to go, but... Yeah, you know. yeah. No, so that, the, was an, that, that was an amazing show. And then, you know, David Byrne with this American Utopia show he did, uh, you know, that, that wound up being a Broadway show. I mean, almost every bit as good as Stop Making Sense. So, I mean, I think we know who the genius is in this equation. Did they uh, just go get a big suit for... Uh... David Byrne I mean, had, or David one, Byrne, or did made. they have one made? Yeah, you can't. You can't like you know Brooks Brothers doesn't do that. <laughs> well, I didn't um, know, but he yeah, does no, take the jacket. Japanese, that's a Japanese kabuki. He does. Uh, thing. He takes the jacket off on stage, and he's just in the pants, right? You know, and he, he was he was unbelievable. He was so talented. I'm oh. sure he still is, but yeah, I no, mean, he's, he's just got a great vision. And in the case of Talking Heads, he had bandmates who could you know who could deliver for him you know he could he could go up there and be him well it, it wasn't just somebody can have great ideas he actually performed his great ideas yeah. that was the amazing part was he did it he did it all it's just but anyway yeah this all is right. only coming as a surprise to me david byrne fans are going you just figuring this out now <laughs> really we knew this 40 years ago yeah well the important thing is you know now all right, uh, let's start with Van Halen. Sure, All right. a lot going. On. Actually, a lot going on uh, with Van Halen, even more than when I when I sent the note in uh, last night. So the first thing is Michael Anthony uh, came out this week to talk about how they are apparently Wolfgang Van Halen and Alex Van Halen, son and brother of Eddie, um, have been digging into the vaults and are starting to put together a plan to issue some of this stuff, uh, according to Michael Anthony, it's going to start with the Right Here, Right Now live album, 
which I suppose will be updated sonically and expanded. And then he says they're going to go through the Sammy Hagar stuff and then hopefully into the David Lee Roth stuff. And in addition to live recordings, he said they used to record every show. So there's a bunch of soundboard live recordings around, but also um, outtakes and you know even some songs that didn't make it onto albums that he's hoping for a really good deep dig into the Van Halen catalog. No release date on any of that stuff yet, but it sounds like it's finally happening. Then we have Nuno Betancourt uh, from Extreme talking about how they met up with Eddie uh, back in 2019. Extreme was starting to work on new music that's going to be on the album coming out next month. And Nuno said that Eddie told him that he was gearing up for a Van Halen farewell tour with Michael Anthony. You know, Wolfgang was already starting to record his own stuff and wasn't going to be part of the band, so they were going to bring Michael Anthony back and do one last tour with the original quartet, which, of course, didn't happen, uh, you know, because of Eddie passing away. But that, that would have been that would have been exciting. And Sam was talking about Dave this week, too, saying the guy's just kind of letting Dave have it. Like, the guy doesn't take care of his voice. He can't yeah. sing. Um, yeah, how think, horrible it was to work with him. Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of there's a there's a lot stuck in Sammy's craw about David. I think mostly you know feeling just not respected by him. And you know, and Sammy, listen, Sammy's a workhorse. He's a pro. You know, the consummate professional. And so I think I think it really offends him, and you know goes against everything that he holds dear in making music to look at a guy like Rod who <laughs> who gets by on just being David Lee Roth. Right, exactly. And the heritage he has and doesn't doesn't maintain and doesn't work. Plus I mean, he I talked really... about how he was an, uh, just an agitator all the time. He didn't, you know, just as long as you felt worse than him, Dave was happy. Right. Uh, that's that's what that's basically what he described David Lee Roth as. Yeah. When we talked to Sammy uh during the radiothon, he seemed like a very positive, upbeat, and happy person. So I'm, you know, wondering what kind of load yeah, David Lee Roth is to make him turn so dark. Yes, well, it's, it's interesting when you when you hear Sammy talk about it. He doesn't necessarily speak about it with anger. It's just kind of you know, you know, how ludicrous is is this that this guy treats his gift like this? Well, he did talk about Dave pretty glowingly with the first couple albums with Van Halen about oh, yeah. how great those were. Oh no, he gives he gives he gives David Lee Roth his due for what he did in Van Halen. I mean, he he certainly respects and appreciates that. I think it's more the current state of Roth that that he has problems hmm. with. All right, let's say you came upon a uh, big container and it was all Freddie Mercury stuff in there. What would you want out of there? Um, well, his you know even before the auction, we're about to talk about his hot pants. <laughs> that he wore leather hot pants that he used to wear in concerts, uh, you know, just sold at another auction for $33,500. Okay. All right. I asked and you picked the hot pants. Okay. Very good. The hot pants. I, I didn't say I wanted them. I'm just saying those were out there. So what we are talking about though, is this huge collection of Freddie Mercury's personal stuff, music related memorabilia, art artifacts is going up for auction. Uh, later this year through Sotheby's. It's going to be exhibited live in four cities, New York, Los Angeles, Hong Kong, and London. Uh, it's going to go out It's going to go out there in June, and then the auction itself is taking place 
is taking place in September, uh, both in person and online. And this is everything. It's costumes. It's the guitar he he used to write songs on. Um, it's you know what else is in there? His favorite waistcoat I got, that he uh, would wear around the house, handwritten lyrics, mustache comb, pair of pink star-shaped glasses, every everything. Yeah. And what's funny is, it's the artwork that's going to make you know that's going to that's valued higher. Not even the music stuff, but he has original Victorian paintings and Fabergé eggs and all sorts of gems and an enamel desk clerk, uh, you know, maybe maybe an actual partridge in a pear tree. Uh, but it's an amazing collection of stuff. You can go to the Sotheby's website, and they have, you know, the online catalog that you can take a look at. But it's just, uh, it really is a complete house cleaning here uh, with some really, really cool stuff. Yeah, so something for everybody. Yeah. All yeah, different I mean, price the, ranges too, right? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, not, you know, probably you're not going to get anything for 25 bucks. Uh, maybe for two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Oh, maybe not everybody's um, price range. Yeah, maybe not everybody's price range. And some of the proceeds will go to the Mercury Phoenix Trust and the Elton John's AIDS Foundation. So the Hard Rock should be at this, right? Collecting up a bunch of yeah, stuff. Yeah, I don't think the Hard Rock's paying what they used to pay. You know, no? they have the uh, they you know they used to have the reputation for basically driving the prices out and outbidding hmm. everybody. But um, I don't I don't think they do it as much anymore. They still have souvenirs, right? They, oh, they still, have to, they oh, still yeah, they load still, up on that they stuff. They still have merchandise, and they get they get what they can get. But I don't think they're – it's really private collectors who are setting setting the mark now. Um, right, it's supposed to be 1,500 items. Yeah. Okay. Morgan Wallen uh, has his stadium tour that's touring across country. It was here a little over a week ago, a week and a half ago. Open, open the tour there, in fact. Somebody's got to explain to him, you need to show up for all of those for shows, all, Morgan. For all the shows, Not, yeah. Just some of them. Yeah, he hit a stumble um, over last weekend in Oxford, Mississippi, on Sunday, actually, this past Sunday. Um, the opening acts had already played, and then the message flashed on the screen saying that Morgan has lost his voice and is unable to perform tonight. Uh, needless to say, people were not happy. Well, the rumor was, the rumor that got out was, it wasn't his voice was gone, he was too drunk to perform. Now... Right. In the country world, that makes you a god because right. that's what Hank Williams did, that's what George Jones did, and there's a long list of those guys. Right, and that, and so, but that's been discounted by everybody around them, including by the security company who's hired guard. One of their employees is the one who shared that on social media. You know, and who knows, maybe true or not, it's being roundly denied. Uh, but people are not happy. At least one fan is suing. You know, saying that, okay, a ticket refund is all well and good, but what about the parking? What about the babysitter? What about if we traveled right. our travel and hotel expenses? This is not just about a ticket price. So, yeah, we'll see where, where that goes in court. Uh, there, There's precedent against it. Um, other fans are just taken off on them on social media. One fan even sent them a bill for, I think it was $3,900, and that included the travel and you know, the food and everything else that it costs them besides the ticket. So we'll see we'll see how he handles this. But yeah, it's and he, he himself shared a message saying that he really, really was working, you know, hard with his doctor to to get his voice in shape and to be able and it really killed him to have to do this. But I don't know. I I, I think if you wake up early in the or, you know, in the day and, and you sense trouble 
you know, I think I think you need to have the discussion earlier on before people even start showing up. Right, but you know, I'm spo- Some people came from very far away. Oh like yeah, day yeah, long no, trip. Oh yeah, that could have been there a couple of days ahead of time. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's you know it's so you know hopefully hopefully he he did postpone another three shows and hopefully the voice comes back and they won't have these issues, but he might. All right. Speaking of uh, of tours, last time we talked about Aerosmith, Steven Tyler had legal trouble, right? Well, he has legal trouble. He he went back to rehab. Um, you know, they had to cut short a vague, one of their Vegas residencies for his health issues. So, yeah, everybody thought Aerosmith was on ice. Well, come this Monday, May 1st, uh, they won't be. Uh, they're going to announce what some people expect is a farewell tour. But there are going to be at least 40 dates, it sounds like. And they're already teasing this. There's a countdown clock on their social media to Monday. I know the arena here in Detroit tweeted out a teaser photo that had basically Steven Tyler's microphone, a microphone with all the scarves like he has, and you know, and a coming May 1 uh, tease. So, you know, it seems like a tour is on, is going to happen, whether it's, a fair, whether it's called a farewell tour or not. We don't know. Uh, Joe Perry, who's been out playing a few, you know, some solo dates, is uh, you know did has said in a couple of radio interviews that yeah we are we are planning to go out and that it may even last into 2024. Word is Joey Kramer, the drummer who hasn't been playing with them, will be part of this tour. So, so I think you know set your clock for Monday because they're going to announce it. I just saw Joe Perry here actually. Uh, Six days ago, and we, what we could go Saturday. He sounded great. Where would you put the odds that they'll get all these dates in? Oh, I, I, um, I would, you know, seventy-five, twenty-five. Okay, all you right. know, I think I think they're they're not going to commit to this and to the money that it, that'll entail if they're not if they're not fairly confident. Okay, that they can pull it off. Ed Sheeran spent his week doing exactly what he hates doing. Yeah, he did get to play some music. Not but, eating but, ketchup, but having to defend his songwriting. Yep, he's back in court. Um, the latest, the latest lawsuit is over the similarity of one of his songs to uh, um, to a Mar- to a Marvin Gaye song. Uh, this is, you know, this, this is, uh, you know, this comes after, of course, the Blurred Line uh, lawsuit with Pharrell, and uh, you know, and. Um, Oh, what's his name? Robin Thicke. Robin Thicke, yeah, thank you. Robin Thicke, um, who but, testified, I don't know what we were doing. I was so drunk and loaded yeah. on Quaaludes or whatever he was taking at the time. I don't know how we wrote yeah, that it's a song. Yeah, good defense. Yeah, that was so, his defense, yeah. though. So, you know, the uh, the estate of one of the writers of Marvin Gaye's uh, Let's Get It On is is accusing uh, Ed Sheeran of, of plagiarism uh, for his song, Thinking Out Loud. So Ed was on the stand this week talking about it. Uh, one of the estate lawyers, one of the, you know, his his contention is, well, you, Ed Sheeran, you admitted guilt by mashing the two songs up in your live performances. Hmm. And Sheeran's response was, I'd be an idiot. If I, if I had copied the song, I would be a real idiot to do that, wouldn't I? And he actually, he had a guitar with him, on the stand and he played, he kind of showed how he came up with thinking out loud and talked about songwriting in general and how he feels that all songwriting is building blocks, you know, from other things that have written before. And that's not necessarily plagiarism. 
you know, that's, that's, that's building something new out of existing ideas, which you could say about so many songs. So. Is it even I guess possible? I could understand that. I mean, that's just the way his mind works. He hears something and he kind of gets in his head and he yeah. wonders what else he could, I don't know, make out of that. And so yeah. how different does one song have to be from the other for it to not be there, a copy? There are, you know, so the, in, in the law there are, and in copyright law, it does say if if X amount of a song or a phrase or can be identified as similar similar and there's a degree of similarity to another song, then it could be considered plagiarism. And again, I only play a lawyer on T V so yeah. I know that much. I can't cite you what you know, what percentage of the the percentages we're talking about here. How long would it take to walk People like Brian, if we're let's say we're on the jury for this Ed Sheeran trial, how long would it take to explain to Brian and I how Ed Sheeran writes a song to the point where we go, I completely understand now. I can make an informed decision here on the jury. I don't I know that I, I could would do need it. Some math. Yeah, I don't like, think I could do uh, it. If it's got to be ten yeah, percent different, how many notes are there? Right. I mean, if you're listen, if you're a good attorney and you have good witnesses, you you can do it in a day. You know, not that you would have a an academic working knowledge, but you'd have enough knowledge and enough understanding of the process to to render a judgment. I just wouldn't feel good if I was Ed that we're just picking how many people. There's nine people on the jury, right? Right. Um, I nine. Yeah, I know nine it's a weird 11. number. That's why it stuck in my head. It was such a weird number because when you're a kid and you're watching TV, it's always twelve jurors. Yeah. You know. And then you get into the real world, and there's like six, nine, whatever. This bullshit. I think a good, you know, a good attorney could guide, can guide a jury to a, to a good understanding of the process. All right, before we go, because we're out of time here, uh, the coronation song list has been released for King Charles' coronation. There's a, a, a royal-approved song list? There is now. I mean, this is 2023, so, you know, why not do what the kids do? And so we have a, what is it, it's a 26-song song list that has uh, the Beatles, has Coldplay, David Bowie, Ed Sheeran is on this, ELO's on this, Harry Styles, Kate Bush, Madness, the Pet Shop Boys, Queen, Jeff Beck and Rod Stewart, uh, Spice Girls, your friends are on there, uh, the Kinks, the Who, Tom Jones is on here. So, you know, it's a fun list of stuff. Apparently there are there are certain bands because they are anti monarchist. They anti. were taken yeah, Well they the were Sex Pistols aren't gonna be on it. <laughs> yeah, no, they were taken off the list uh, before it was ever made public. Oh, okay. okay, so this doesn't have anything to do with people that's a, that's a week from tomorrow. Coronation. Uh, coronation, yes, it is. It's but this tomorrow. doesn't have anything to do with what Lionel Richie can play or what he's going to play when he performs no, it. No, okay, I, you know, I don't know that anybody's going to be cranking into a cover of "God Save the Queen" or "Anarchy in the UK." <laughs> um, but, but you know, I think I think all night long is a safe bet. Okay, all right, or dancing on the ceiling. Exactly. All right, all right. We miss anything, Gary? Because we're out always, of time. Always stuff we miss, but we'll get. That's why there's a next week. All right, we'll and talk. It's uh, King, by the way, now. Oh, God that, save the king. Yeah. yeah, it would be God save the king now. Yeah, yes. you're right. That changed right when the queen died. Yes. Right to God save the, that was instant. 
God save yes. Yeah, there's no I think like a lot of people saw it coming, you know, because <laughs> yeah, she was yeah, 150 box, years the sex old. Pistols have not changed their song. I, yeah. I think you're wrong. I don't think a lot of people did see it coming because she met with the new prime minister like well, that week. That's true. So it was like, well, she just met with the prime minister two days ago. Right. So she's yeah, a but tough. You know old, what? If she's some, a tough girl. If some band she's did great. did grind into a version of that, they'd be the most. Famous band in the world, or for for at least a few minutes. For at least a few minutes, should get yeah, you the rock somebody will, Maybe somebody will bum rush the coronation. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Rotten. I don't think he's. I don't think he's going to do it. Either. All right, we're out of time, Gary. All right, guys. Talk to you next week, Have Gary Graff, our music expert.